The Holistic Jam podcast with Anita Denise is for you if you are open-minded and wanting to deepen your awareness of all things spiritual. Anita delivers enlightening insights in bite-sized episodes. Hello and welcome to the Holistic Jam podcast, episode H. H today is for holistic aromatherapy with my lovely guest, Virginia Joy. Now, Joy is from the other side of the pond over in Sedona, and she's um, a new guest to my podcast. I'm really looking forward to chatting with Joy today because she is a big animal lover like myself. She shares a home with cats, dogs, poodle lover, and she has a very interesting repertoire of therapies, holistic therapies that she actually does take place in. She's also a qualified teacher in many aspects. And I know Joy is not a great one for going on about her bio which I, I actually understand that to be honest with joy because i think it's not about the bio it's just about the person that we that we are in ourselves energetically i mean what we give out to the world and what to share that knowledge out there with the world and um and i know you have many gifts to share to the world and today just thank you so much for coming along to enjoy a chat with you and just to discuss really your journey passions and obviously if you can enlighten some of our listeners to to some of the therapies that you do do holistically and how they can help themselves going forward for themselves and also for their pets so welcome today joy Oh, well, thank you so much. So nice to be here and awesome to meet you. Awesome, awesome. And so, Joy, I mean, I know you said you've been, when I did read your website here, you've been working as a holistic therapist for quite some time, haven't you? So you've been sort of, um, you know, working in aromatherapy, you do the massage. Um, I know you're saying you work with pets as well. So where is, is there a passion that you your work takes you or do you just like to really... A bit like me, I tend to multitask different aspects. I, I like to be, I do sound healing, I do animal communication. I also like yourself, I do the readings. Um, and I can't say I've got one particular area I prefer better than the other, but my passion is working with animals. So is there a passion within your work you prefer to, to, to excel? Well, you know, I think it's a good question. And I, and, and yes, but it, it's a general, it's a general passion. So like my motto is, well, the dog's motto is that we would like to help heal the world. I don't like the word heal, but we would like to help heal the world one thought, one vibration, one drop at a time. So, you know, I'm I'm different than a lot of my other um, colleagues in aromatherapy because I think oils are, well, they are powerful medicine, but it's not about the oil. It's about the resonance between you and the oil or the pet and the oil of how the oil can help balance us so that we could self-heal, you know? And like, for instance, if you had a lung infection um, and we were looking at oils, usually the oils that are good for infection are phenol oils, oregano, thyme, like that. But the thing is, is that maybe oregano would work for you, but not for me. And if it's just the phenol, it should work for everybody, but there's a resonance that, that we have with the plants and the trees and the dogs and cats are way better at picking it up than we are. They really are as far as um, using medicine. Oh, I agree because I do the uh, the bark pheromones in the UK here, and I must admit when I was especially when I was dog training, they um I used to give them to some to, to the to the human to take the actual pheromones. We say an energetic would then go through to their animal. So is it work as like similar like aspects? Could you could a human say be taking a specific oil to help their animal, um, or does the animal specifically need to have the oil as well? So how would you administer sort of certain oils for different animals? So you know, so I think it depends on like what you're working with, like like what the issue with the animal is. If it's an energetic issue, I do think if you connect to your animal or if you're, if you're working with someone, if you connect to the soul of the animal, you could inhale and it can affect the animal. If you're working physical issues, you want to make sure that 
the oil is used with the animal. And I, I don't know, like the UK is, and I mean, it, it, the way the way you look at aromatherapy is we have an issue in the States is what I'm trying to say. You know, we're so small minded in so many ways. It's incredibly incredible. Um, but anyway, so, um, so the thing is, is here, there's a big hullabaloo that you can't use essential oil with pets. And that's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. 100% nonsense. I mean, I have people that will call and say, I can't open a bottle of essential oil. I have a cat. I mean, it's like, who started this stuff, you know? And that is not true. I mean, I have two cats, six dogs. At one time I had seven cats. I teach, I blend, I diffuse, and they all live to be a ripe old age. So the myth that you can't use essential oils with animals is completely, it is, it's an urban myth. Um, the way that you work with essential oils with animals, a couple of different ways, the safest way, and I learned this from one of the people on your side of the pond, Caroline Ingram, is self-selection. And so what that is, is that you have your animal, let's say it's displaying anxiety or fear. So there are a bunch of different oils that you can start with that you would think to offer them. And that's what we say we offer them. And the way that you do that is you unscrew the cap and you just let them smell. If they are interested they're going to show you, they're either going to be very focused, their breath might increase a little bit, they might sniff, the eyes might close, they even might growl and have like an emotional release. And that's exactly what's happening is they're releasing some trauma. And you just let them smell it as long as they want to stay with it. And if they want to lick it, you put a drop or two on your finger and let them lick because they really know what's best for them. The thing about using oils that way, the self-selection method, is oftentimes you'll offer an oil and the dog or cat, and you can use it with cats, pigs, horses, lizards, anybody that smells, you can do this with. They might turn away and people initially say, oh, they don't like it. But that's not true. They might just be integrating. So a clear sign of an animal not liking an oil is a complete turnaround and walk out of the room. Uh, otherwise, they're, they're, they're integrating it. And it goes, you know, and it's through the sense of smell, but the droplets are also going into the nasal membrane and then into the bloodstream that way. I understand that concept because I, as a Reiki healer, I know with animals, they often present the part of the body they want you to heal as opposed to if they do, do a, a healing session on, on a human, they tend to just lay there or sit there and we place our hands where they need to be going. But I found when I do work with animals, they actually will present that part they want working with. When they've had enough, literally they then get up and they walk away and go <laughs> leave the room, go elsewhere. And it's true because I've done some um, healing recently on one of my animals and literally as soon as I was finished, Two minutes, three minutes, that's enough. They walked away. I thought, so I knew they'd got what they, they'd needed. So I understand that concept you say of, of self-selection, offering you know them to, to the aroma of what they need. And then, like you say, again, with them assimilating, is that right for me? So I think it's, um, and so what sort of, um, uh, can you work on physical ailments, emotional ailments? Like what sort of ailments can you work on using the aromatherapy for animals? Yep, you, both. Uh, you could work on both. You know, physical is easier, honestly, than emotional. It, it just is because usually some symptom is being expressed. And, um, you know, if they have diarrhea, then you know you're in a gastrointestinal. You know, if they have urinary tract infection, so it's if they're limping, you know they're in pain. You would offer the 
essential oil. And just like you said, they'll present if they want that oil on a body part, they're going to show it to you. It's, it's subtle with cats, it's cats and essential oils. I never, never internally and never on them. Cats that smell only they're, they have, um, they have a weird system, especially unless you have further training, you know, but, but I mean, to be on the safe side and safety is first always cats inhalation only, um, dogs inhalation. And if they're interested, they'll go to lick. And if they want it on a certain body part, they will, they'll, they'll like lift their leg for you to apply it, um, on the artery, you know, the artery in the groin, um, where you wouldn't apply oil neat to them. You would mix it with a little olive oil, a couple of drops, and then you would rub. And when they're done, they put their leg down. You know, it's the most amazing. It really is. Um, uh, emotionally, it's a little trickier because we don't know. I mean, emotional issues for people are like the great last frontier, never mind for animals. But there are a bunch of oils that you can start out with, you know, and if, you, if you'd like, I could give you like, like, a ten, like 10 go-to oils for this yeah be brilliant for that for us joy towards the end so and i know like i will say to our listeners that when we talk about animals we're not here instead of any veterinary advice because if an animal is unwell you'll perceive them to be to be unwell the first port of call is on to see seek medical care from your vet but i mean as alternative um that's out there i mean there's so much to say as well to do these podcasts there's so much um available to not just the humans but also to the animal kingdom as well and how it can have a positive impact on the animals Yep. Yep. For sure. You know, I've, I've seen, you know, I've, I've seen in my practice with animals, I've seen magic, you know, happen with the essential oils. And I agree with you. I have oils, I have flower essences, and I also have a whole ton of allopathic antibiotics for them in the cabinet, you know, and, um, and I think, you know, I think all allopathic, my dad was a doctor, so I'm, I'm familiar with allopathicness, but only allopathic, only naturopathic, they're missing each other. You know, you bring them together and they can complement each other. And sometimes you do need the antibiotic, you know, for the infection and you support it with the oils, herbs, flower essences, and, and the alternative treatments for sure. Because well, again, we do live in the 21st century when there is obviously help to be support that's out there. But I think bringing the two together can have a big, a big impact. And I think it's only more now, more recently that in the UK as well, people are more open minded to what we can use holistically for our animals. Because um, a friend of mine has been taking his dog for, um, which I laughed when he first told me, it was, it was a few years back, for um, acupuncture which I thought was fascinating. Um, but he's had they've had excellent treatment with the acupuncture. So I think so the more we sort of dig deeper, it be, it's working and we see the positive results. We need people like you to, to spread the word more, I want to say to you, Joy, about the work you do. Now, do you also, um, would you um, do massage with the, some, and not, not cats, obviously, because cats is more about um, the aroma. Say, for example, um, like a big and large animal, like a horse, and they can sometimes have injuries they, from, from their working lifestyle. Would you use it to, to massage on them at all? Like, or do you just, is, again, is it just purely taste and smell? I mean, at, at both. I mean, because <clears throat> you know that the whole thing is about the smell. It, it's not just about absorption into the bloodstream. There's not a ton, you know, that go in, but it is, but it's also about the effect on the limbic system, you know, and for animals too, but for sure with, with horses. And I mean, even my little dogs and stuff, I'll put it oil, I'll put oils on my hand, rub together and then rub in. So it's not like I'm dousing them like in raindrop therapy at all. 
but that type of thing. And with horses and the bigger and bigger dogs, you know, my frame of reference are dogs 11 pounds and under, you know, so they're more like hamsters, you know, but, um, but, but for bigger dogs and horses, for sure, you know, and I mean, even like, let's say for a horse, this is just interesting if a horse, and this is only for farm animals, but if a horse or a farm animal has like a sarcoma, you know, a growth, a way to get rid of it is to put one of the oils that are phototoxic, like bergamot or lemon on it and let them be in the sun. And then goodbye growth, you know, and, uh, <clears throat> but that's only for farm, big, gigantic farm animals, not people, not little dogs. You know, if you have a growth, do not go in the sun with oil on um, the phototoxic one. But that's somebody um, like yourself, you're qualified, you're experienced, you know what you're doing in that aspect. So, I mean, if someone's looking to, to treat an animal that way, obviously they'd reach out to someone who's qualified like yourself to know to, how to treat an animal with that type of oil. Because, again, I mean, I do use uh, oils at home, but I've never, I will be honest, I don't know enough, I haven't got enough knowledge of my own to actually work with my animals using oils. Um, so I sort of dabble and then I think, oh, I'm not sure, dabble. So if someone like me, a complete novice, are there some some oils, uh, animal lover, but a novice regarding using oils for my animals well-being are the ones you could say like them go-to remedies we could we could use there are there are a couple that are great to have on hand so you know they're the generally regarded as safe ones too for people and kids and stuff with the exception of one not that it's not safe you just need to it's wintergreen or birch and that's methyl salicylate and it's it's precursor to aspirin fantastic for pain but that has its it's the only ester rich oil really that has its degree of warnings for internal usage you know but anyway that being said so oils that and, and this is what they're this is these are the ones that i have my go-to that i use first there's carrot seed and that carrot seed is for cellular repair carrot seed cellular repair there's german chamomile or yarrow, that, that's the dark blue, they're dark blue oils. So German chamomile or yarrow, and that's anti-inflammatory. Those are highly anti-inflammatory. <clears throat> so you have the cellular repair, the anti-inflammatory, and then lemon and lime are great for any kind of infection. And any kind of infection, lemon is great for like kidney stones and things like that for the pets. Um, so birch, wintergreen, or peppermint, for pain. Those are the pain oils. And the way that, and so the way I start any time, I even work with my own dogs, even if I think I know what's wrong with them, I offer the German chamomile first, then I offer the carrot seed. Because oftentimes, let's say you see a dog in pain and you offer them birch or peppermint and they turn away from it. You would be like, oh my God, they don't want it. But clearly they're in pain and clearly they need it. But if you offer, if you put it aside and then offer the German chamomile, carrot seed, and then the birch again, oftentimes they'll take it. The body, they just needed something else before they were ready for that remedy. You know, so just because the animal is like, no, put it aside and try it again after offering others, you know, and then for fear and trust issues, frankincense, essential oil, for timidity and the abuse violet leaf and jasmine those are those are the big emotional ones the yeah. the violet leaf jasmine and frankincense 
They'd be very good up for the rescue. And we, have a, we do have a lot of rescue dogs specifically in the UK at the moment, um, all trying to find homes. So, I mean, I can imagine sort of some work in those areas, the frankincense to help animals overcome the emotional aspect of, of the various um, homes they've been through and trauma they have suffered. Now, I, I understand, Joy, you make your own, you make, you distill your own remedies, don't you? Do your own, your own oils? Yep, some. I mean, the Southwest ones, I distill. You know, um, the the ones that, you know, Roman chamomile and I get from your country, you know, and uh, tea tree I get from Australia. But but yeah, so the, the local ones, the Sedona, the pinion pine, Utah juniper, sagebrush, we, we distill and um, we have the oil, we have the hydrosol. Yeah, so if you say well, I'm not going to work with an animal, do they have to? Do people have to come to you in person, or do you sort of like most things nowadays are on Zoom online? Can you are you can like work with an animal online? Can you over Zoom? Yep, we do. Yep, I do. Uh, they'll, if they're local, they'll come. Otherwise, it's on Zoom. And sometimes, honestly, it, either way is great. I, I mean, I love all of it. But sometimes on the Zoom, it's even more effective because really, what you're doing is you're teaching. Like if I was to work with you, I'm teaching you how to work with your pet, which is really empowering. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not big on, I hate codependence and I don't like that when practitioners or teachers or anyone sets up like you need me, you know, that's not true. You know, we just want to get you on your way, you know, like get, take the training wheels off, so to speak. I understand because when I, when I do my communication um, sessions, I always mostly do those remotely either by photographs, we have a Zoom connection. And also I find that way it's more conducive for the animal because they've not, they've not got to travel. And if they've got health issues or behavior issues, they're not being stressed out, are they? They're literally still in the comfort of their own, their own home, their own their own space where they, they, they reside. And so you can, the, the treatment still take place. So it does make more sense. And I love the aspect you said about empowering the human to really sort of take control for the, for the well-being of their own animal because there's so much... As, uh, as you said on your website, there's so much people out there, information out there is finding the right information because sometimes just so much information, it's like where do you get lost in looking for the information to find? Now, I don't, I, do, have you written any, have you, do, do you have any like literature, Joy, that people can find you if you have any like books or literally if they want to sort of look more about your your work with the animals? Book, book on the way, but um, otherwise, um, book on the way, but uh, the, the other way is to um, take one of take one of the classes that, that I teach and they're all Zoom and recorded and for people's forever. And so I offer them live always because it's new material and it's fun. And I, I taught fifth grade back in, in, in the day back in New York. So I'm just an old school teacher like that. So everything I do is live, but it's recorded, you know, recorded and get the slides and the whole bit and um and it's yours forever so so that that that's a good way but book on the way it's slow coming your workshops on when i look to uh, on, online and i must be i know you do a you also do a practitioner's training at some point you have to do a practitioner's training for you your own february of animals which i must admit i myself would be really interested in doing that at some point if your dates when you get your dates up there Yep, yep, yes. So that's that's actually the first class that I'm doing um, this year, um, and it probably I, I think the well, the semester is going to start in probably in in March sometime. But yeah, it's an animal cert. It's it's a certificate class for using. It's not just essential oils though. It's oils, um, homeopathy, herbs, and um, energy techniques. So it's 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 not just essential oils. As as wonderful as they are, they're not the answer to everything, you know. Um, so it's that, and so it's a certificate class, which is that, and then there it goes on to certification, which is more in depth. 
And so both options are available, you know, yeah. for, for people to, yeah. to do either. But I think, you know, I think if people, if we remove the fear, you know, it's so interesting because the pendulum sw- swings and, and it, it just all of a sudden seemed to swing into a big fear place, you know, and if we could remove the fear and teach people to trust themselves a little bit more, to tune in and trust. And if we could teach them, especially with the animals, it's a no brainer because if they need it, they're going to want it. And if they don't need it, they're not, you know, as long as we don't force ourselves on them. That's wonderful support. The oils, the, the, the natural world is wonderful support. It's magic. And I know when, when I work with the animals myself, not in, in the way that you do, but the way that I do my communication, animals are so much more simplistic, let's say, than the humans are <laughs> because it is what it is. If they're hungry, they're hungry. They're cold, they're cold. They've got a pain, they've got a pain. It's not all if, buts, whys, and, 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 and all this that come, the baggage that comes with it. So it's very nice to be able to work with an animal um, the way that you do. So when you do your, your energy work, do you, like, is the animal's energy field here or the chakras you work with? Is there a specific like format you just do or just allow the animal then to, to literally show you what they need on that aspect as well, Joy? Yep, it's yep, a little bit of everything for sure. The chakras, you know, to go to go through the sh- the chakra system and to clear the chakras, and then also to look at the different organs, you know, so and like and to actually energetically clear the organ, like liver or whatever urinary tract, depending on what is up with them. Because the thing is, I think for animals too, everything goes back to some kind of trauma. That you know, it, it, that's the root of it. You, you know, even our for people, our it's somewhere back in the playground or pre-birth, the last trimester where we first started to absorb the vibrations. And I think for animals too. And then the animals pick up our stuff. My next question, funny enough, and just because when I, I, I find what I do in my communications, have you, do you find that sometimes the animal's ailments mirrors that of their human? Yes. Yep. Yep, absolutely. You know, and it's not that, you know, some people in the holistic world or the new age world or whatever, you know, there's strong belief that the animals are here to filter for us. And I don't, and I think that that happens. I don't think it's their purpose, but they're in our vibration. Like I, I got a new puppy, Rosie. She reincarnated. My old Rosie died and Rosie came back. Anyway, the, the, all the other dogs know my voice. So if I'm on the phone or something and I get upset, you could see they, they, their whole demeanor changes and they're like in my bedroom. You know, Rosie as a new puppy had no idea. You know, so she's still playing, you know, and I think the other dogs were saying to her, oh, you'll, you're going to find out what that voice means, you know, so for sure, you yeah. know, and, and yeah, for sure. So in that instant, just 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 because I'm curious, if say some someone came to you, just for example, uh, a human had gallstones, and the dog also had, or the cat similar sort of gallstone stone somewhere, would you treat both individually, or would you treat that's just my my that's come to my mind? But would you treat both separately, or just the human to start off with? So I would treat, you know, honestly, this is going to sound a little bit like half-assed, but honestly, I think if you heal the dog, you'll heal the human. Do you know what I mean? I I think it's also that. So I would treat both because we're such a tactile 3D society still. So if someone comes, and and I'm sure you see this in your work, I mean, if you get like a non-believer, and I don't mean it the way it sounds, but if someone comes for something and I want to give them a flower essence, they're like, well, where's my oil blend? And I want to say that oil blend is going to not do a damn thing for your back, but the flower essence will. So you give them both. So it's the same. 
agree with that concept. And so I know you, you do you do the um, homeopathy as well. And that is something, again, I, I know a little bit about, not masses about, and I have a bit used it in, for myself a long time ago. And, uh, and actually, I must admit, I um, again, I think it's, it's, it's a shame it's not more readily available in the UK. I think there's one vet that I know that lives fairly nearish to where I live, probably about 20 miles away. It's the only homeopathic vet that I know that I know near me. Um, but I think homeopathy has so much impact on animals as well, doesn't it? And I know you you do the homeopathy as well for, for animals. Yeah, and no, it is. It's 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 I mean, to me, it's and it's amazing because it's just vibrational medicine, right? The the homeopathy, right? They're sugar pills pretty much with um vibration put forth on them. The thing I love about that is there's really no downside. You know, um, if you if you give a remedy to an animal and it's not exactly the right one, there's no downside. There's no contraindication, you know, for it. I had a vet in California. She's passed on since then. Dr. Gloria Dodd was her name. And I think her company is Everglow, Everglow Natural Veterinary. She's the one that pretty much trained me in using homeopathy with, with my pets. And her way of doing it is a little bit different than well, people use homeopathy very differently. Sometimes people say one dose is it, but the way she used it was if you have an acute situation, you would take every 10 minutes for the first hour, you would take a dose of the homeopathy. And then every hour for the first day, you would take the dose and then it would go to four times a day like that. And that's how she treated it. But, but yeah, homeopathy is, is wonderful, especially for the emotional stuff. It's great for the physical stuff. But then sometimes when you finally see something is wrong with the baby, it's full fledged on, like you need almost aromatic and acute warfare on on the condition because they're so stoic, you know, they don't complain and whine. It's like, they're fine one minute. And then you're like, what happened? (laughs) You know, how did you get sick? Yeah. To me, that they're doing my communication, they they are they're upset by their cells because I didn't realize their animal was unwell. But I said we're so as you say we're so close to them, they're so stoic you don't necessarily realize it until it is like oh they're actually displaying discomfort, pain, limping, and aspects. Um, so I think it's a very valid question that the thing you said there regarding the being stoic and and not displaying what's taking place because I think animals don't. Now with regarding like the homeopathy, um, like in it over here, I've, I've never used it on my animal, I will be honest here, because again, it's very difficult to find some over here that actually does it for animals. Now it's always in tablet form over here, like for humans. Would it still be given to animals in tablet form or is it a different format for animals? Because I know some animals, like we've got one especially mine, will not take a tablet. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, so yeah, so no, it's funny because in in um so so a, a good way to a good way to to give the homeopathy is you you get the because it's either it, in the states it's little tablets, right? that dissolve. And then there's these little round balls that are dissolve eventually. But anyway, if it's a dissolvable thing, or if it's one of those things that dissolves so slowly, just crush it up and and put it. And if you put it in a little bottle, little water, little, just tiny bit of water, just enough to make it liquid. And even if they don't want to take it, you just open. And if you squirt on their gums, it's good to go. Like it doesn't have to be a full ingest. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I didn't think of that because I know one of my dogs, is, um, she has like allopathic medication and it's a struggle. She knows as soon as we go to the, the, the cupboard, it's what's going to take place. She disappears. But I think so. the idea is of being able to crush it, put it in some water, dist- almost like distill it and then put it onto their gums. Again, it's a very good way of giving animals um, what, what they and, – and I think, again, as you said, animals are very um, intelligent. So if they know it's going to help them, hopefully they'd be more inclined to actually want to, to take the medication as well, the helping them. 
I think so. Yeah, yeah, I do. So I know, I know, as I say, Joy, there's so many things that, that qualities and gifts that you have and your, and your teaching aspect is, is probably um, a massive part of you that you don't necessarily talk about. But I know here your aspect around teaching is is to, to share your knowledge. And it's not about being ego, it's about sharing your qualities, your gifts, what you know, which I think is a, is a wonderful thing to be able to do to get the word out more to people, you know, to know what's available for people on a um, holistic way. So... I'd like to say thank you so much, Joy. Is there anything you would like to share with us today for to take away for our, list, for our listeners? Um, let's see. Trust yourself. Don't be afraid. And um, listen to your dog or cat or bird or reptile or pig or horse because they're talking to us. Yeah. And it was it was an honor. So thank you very much. Nice to be with you. Pleasure. And, and so fascinating what you do. So interesting what you do. I know I do have, um, a lot of people who are interested, animal lovers like yourself and myself. And if they want to sort of seek more of you, your, your work, Joy, how can they find you? Is like an internet, social media. I can put this in the show notes because I'm sure people will be more interested in, in what you actually do and how you can help animals more generally as well. Yep. I mean, the website is, is a good, and then um, I do have a Facebook, Facebook page, Still Point Aromatics Facebook page. Okay, so I should put in the show so people come and find you. And again, um, uh, again about your course because I think up- upcoming course, which I looked at the details, I read it through. It sounds absolutely phenomenal, I will say. And I'm going to consider putting my name down for your course. I have to say, <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. I'd love to do it. Um, I really- so I know I'm in the UK and got a time difference aspect, but again, it's, it's all recorded. And um, I just think here, um, it, it just, I just, I think the more we can, the more people like yourself can be the voice and the help for the animal kingdom, the better the place will be for the animal world. Yep. Same. I, I, I agree. I do. The, yes. We, they, they, they're our stewards and we're their stewards, you know, and I think people are starting to wake up to, to that. And the thing is they give so much, I think, to us. And they ask, they do ask for so little, really, don't they? They're just there, dependable, loyal, and you know, forever trusting. So I think if we can, you know, look at them and through different eyes, actually, I want to say to you, almost like opening our eyes to see what is available out there beyond what was in our regular concept. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yes, I am. I'm right there with you. Right. So thank you so much, Joy. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Um, I know you've got much more to talk about. So maybe we'll come back and talk about something else that you do as well at a later date for us, Joy, and share some more of your knowledge and your wonderful gifts with us. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Thank you for listening. And I shall be back with episode nine in a couple of weeks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Jam podcast. If you have enjoyed listening, please do let me know by leaving a review and do not forget to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform. You are welcome to join my Animal Communication group, Animal Communication with Anita Denise on Facebook. I would love you to follow me on social media at Anita Denise. If you would like to know more about working with me, head over to www.anitadenise.com. Until the next episode, thank you.